So he became big, and they brought him to the house of Paro. He's 24 months old. And you're saying that he became big? He's 24 months old. Yeah, how can you, how can you call him a gadol? A gadol means a mature person. Fully developed, big person. He's 24 months old. This teaches us that he grew not in the normal way. He had a exponential growth of uh, just kind of went from being a little baby to all of a sudden being an adult. It actually is a physical growth. Hmm? It's a physical growth. He became an adult, it says. Or is it level of maturity? If he was, what? Or is it level of maturity? Was he a small... Well, that's... But the Gimor, but the, the Midrash says, no, this is to teach mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. in, in a supernatural way, in an unusual way. Usually children grow little by little, right? But he went and he became big. Mm-hmm. Pirish. The Gabi Yitzchak Siv Vayigdal Hayeled Vayigamel Hakasav Mifarish Gidulze Shaya Gadol Ad Shayra Ui Ligamel. So he's kind of asking a kasha. He's saying, wait a second, we see by Yitzchak. It also says that he, 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 he became, he grew, he became an adult, seemingly. Yeah? So maybe, maybe we're just misunderstanding, maybe this is just the way that the Torah communicates, you know, just getting bigger, but not necessarily becoming big. I mean, Gadol is from a language of big. Big means, big seems to imply... An adult, full full size, big, 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 actually big, right? Um, but no, maybe maybe it just means by Yitzhak we don't ask that question. So maybe it means just um, growth. It, he got bigger. Yeah. She says no. By Yitzhak it's not a question because over there the Torah clarifies for you in what way he became big. So it's true, he got big in what sense? He got big enough that he was weaned. He weaned, he, he no longer um, was being nurtured by his mother. But by Moshe, but he doesn't say that. It doesn't, it doesn't give a qualifier to this bigness. That's it. It doesn't say anything else in what way he got big. So just so then we have to learn that means he just got big without any qualifiers to it. Aval gidula yeleda ze 
Shilokimin Hago Shil Oilum Vuhu Dover Nifla Amosha Bainalavashalam. This is a wondrous thing. Lehoros Madragus Moshe. This shows us the level of Moshe, who Moshe Rabbeinu was, the, the, the level um, that he that he represented. Vezeki Bnei Adam. I'm always blown away. I heard a shear many years ago. Someone saying that uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu. He was an ordinary child. You see, everybody can become. Everybody can become a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu. Chazal say that this, the Rambam passes that everyone everyone can become a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu. How can everyone become a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu? When we're over here, we have Chazal time and time again telling us how wondrous his uh, whole Matthias was. Right, but does this better prepare him to be a tzaddik? Meaning to be a Navi, to be a leader of Israel, oh. to get all these. Good. So obviously, we have to listen. Always listen carefully to Chazal. Always listen carefully. It's important. <laughs> this is not just like some people shooting their mouth off. Chazal say what they mean, and they mean what they say. Yeah. So a tzaddik, you can become like Moshe Rabbeinu, meaning a, a person who always does the right thing. And if he ever does the wrong thing, then he'll do tshuva on it. But uh, yeah, so, but making sure to always be doing the right thing. Good, that you could for sure do. That is in everyone's hands. It's up to everyone to do. But to be a, a navi like Moshe Rabbeinu, for sure not. Other the Torah says that, that there will never be a navi like Moshe Rabbeinu. So Moshe, so Moshe Rabbeinu was very, very unique from the very first day he's born. We see this, right? The whole house filled up with light, etc., etc. The hashgacha that was happening over him, and uh, and so here we see again. <coughs> the humanity, the people, are included in the overall. Um, Category of humanity, of of um, of all being people. Mipnei shekol echad chelak min and every single one of them is one detail of the overall um, category of being either human or being Jewish, whatever it may be. Lakach gidul shalo kemo. So when he grows and develops, it's going to be in a, in a certain lacking way. It by itself is not is not complete, is not whole. Meaning, each one of us is really just a little part of the greater, you know, like, Chazal uh, um, used the analogy that if you imagine all of Adam Mauritian and all the different parts that were him, 
and you break him all into many, many into into each little piece, each cell, right, and each part of his soul broke into every part. Th then each person represents one of those. So each one of us is just this tiny little thing, and so therefore each one of us is lacking. We spoke before about how. I believe you were, we're gonna we're gonna discuss again uh, here as well. Big more psachim that nun vav that the shvatim had a difficulty to be makabel to 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 accept Hashem as one to say Shema uh, where we declare Hashem to be one. They had a difficulty doing it because there were twelve of them, and so it means each one of them is one of twelve is is one twelfth of the true vision. Of the world, so being a he himself is one twelfth. So, how can you see the oneness of Hashem? You're only seeing only one twelfth of the world makes any sense to you. That's where the moon comes in, right? Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. I also see my twelve other brothers. I see the greatness in them too. Oh, okay. So what you just said is, I also see my brothers. When you say brothers, what you mean to say we are all an extension, we are all an expression of. Yaakov being all expression of one man, and I see that there's these eleven other facets. So I understand that there's overall twelve, all in all twelve facets, which are all coming from one one man from Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov was an Ish Tam. He was a whole man. He was a um, Shalem. He was a an Adam Hashalim. And so there's 12 different facets. Good. So now, now we get it. All of us together make up this, make up this Shlemus, make up this, this oneness. Yeah? But, um, so, so, but each one of us on himself, by himself is Chaser. Right? So that's what, so that's what the Maral is saying over here, that, each person unto himself is chaser, is lacking. So his growth, we're not, we don't yet right now understand why specifically growth, that's a separate discussion of what, but being that each one is lacking, so it makes sense that there's going to be, you know, things are kind of going to go in a, in a very um, limited fashion. Yeah, that's, what, that's what he's saying. Lekach gidul shalom so the Gidl also wasn't Bishlemus. The Gidl was was also a uh, what's the word Gidl? Gidl growth. Growth? Yeah. Avamosh Rabbeinu Allah Shalom Nivdal Hayami Kol Habrios He was an independent. Uh, he was separate from everybody else. He was Sholem independently. Um, why is this important? Why was this important for his ultimate fulfillment of his role? Obviously, everything we're saying about him in one way or another has to be because this is what he had to have, this is what he had to be in order to um, be ultimately be the Navi of Klaus, or to be ultimately the one to give us a Torah, right? Is that just stop and by the way he could you know throw fireballs from his eyes you know that's a cool thing right you know, nobody ever messed with him right so obviously th this is uh, this is um, having to do with 
with the madriga of being the 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 no sein haTorah, right? The one who gives over the Torah. So um, the Torah, uh, this is I, for sure in Tiferes Yisrael he discusses this at length, but um, that. Uh, the Torah is the tzura for Kalal Israel. It's the definition for Kalal Israel. It defines who we are. It defines what we, you know, what we do, what we don't do, right? It's uh, and tzura means definition. We discussed this before. Okay. So, therefore, if Moshe Rabbeinu is going to understand the whole, the entirety of Torah, each person of us. We do our best with learning the Torah, right? But Lamaisa, uh, we say, "Sein chalkenu b'sor secha." Say to Hashem, "Give, give, give, give my portion um, in in your Torah." Yeah. So uh, it means I have I have my chalik in the Torah, right? You have your chalik in the Torah. Everyone has his chalik in the Torah. Why does everyone have their chalik in the Torah? Because being that I am a partial picture person right? I'm one of twelve you know one of twelve Shvatim right so then he can only have one twelfth of the Torah really one of the Shvatim right the, the Torah is an expression of the Ras and Hashem the Torah is an expression of the No Saint HaTorah or the one that gave the Torah right so if I can only see one twelfth of the expression of Hashem in the world so I can only truly relate to one twelfth. Now it doesn't mean I'm only going to learn like one twelfth of every parsha or something, right? Uh, it, it means the entirety of Torah is going to be a facet that I'm going to get, and there's going to be other facets that I'm not going to get. They're not going to resonate with me. I'm not going to get it really, right? Um, so, but Moshe Rabbeinu has to get all of it, so he can give it to Kalashol. So he is. This surah hakolelus, this overarching definition for klausel that, that transcends klausel. Could, could you explain a little bit more what that lack of grasp for something you don't relate to looks like? I mean, very, very easily. It's a it just in a simple level. Uh, just take any machlekes chazal. Any machlekes chazal. Yeah, machlekes lahalacha. Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda, whether whether Malachish and Tzirchel Gufa is chayv or not. Okay. Yeah, because they're having two different perspectives. One seeing it this way, one seeing it that way. So, what benefit or what authority does Pesach have if they're both right? Pesach says which one is the Iker. Halacha is the is the one that says which one is the predominant facet. Which one is the one that's most relevant to the operations of Olamazeh? Which is why usually Halakha is not like Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon is, has a perspective, very, very, very high perspective, but not the perspective that's most relevant to Olamazeh. Which is why people are passing like a Zohar against the, against the Gemara. Is a, we understand that to be a mistake. It's not because it's wrong. It's because it's not. Zohar is right. Rishim was right, it's but it's not, not low, it's not It's not low, low down. Yeah. So, so, so Shimon was looking at everybody like as if they were crazy. Rishim was like, "No, I hear, but what about this." And he's saying, "Here, but myself." Yeah. 
But for Rabbi Shimon, that was the reality. That's where he was holding. So that, was, that was his head. devoid of reality. And huh? He didn't see himself as devoid of reality. He said this was the reality. But we on the outside, we're looking at Rabbi Shimon and say, you're looking at a different way than we could possibly see it. Not we, Rabbi Huda. Let's not. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. what, what, what we would say would not would not right. enter into the uh, count. Right? right. But but each one of them saw like this was the reality. Right. And from their own perspective. Exactly. And he didn't like know like oh the halach is not like me because I know I I don't see the world. Right. right. I I think that's what you're saying. That right. Was, exactly. That, that they, but we but the outside look onlooker. Or, or his paskening. Yeah. It, it, now again, there are certain people. You know, Rabbi Akiva was the Rabbi of, of all five of them. All five of these Talmudim right, were Talmudim of Rabbi Akiva. So, so he had a more holistic approach. He was uh, to, to a certain extent. Rabbi Akiva. <laughs> remember, there was a Havamina. There was a Havamina that the Torah should be given to Rabbi Akiva. I think more Manachas says that Moshe Rabbeinu saw Rabbi Akiva. He said so. Give the Torah through him. Not through me, right? So obviously, that's not just those are not just empty words. I mean, Rabbi Akiva was was the the the, the oral Torah that we have today is the oral Torah of Rabbi Akiva. We, we, we call it Torah Moshe, but that, that's the Torah of Sal. But to a certain extent, we should call what we learn. We should call Torah Rabbi Akiva. It's, uh, yeah. Okay. So, 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 just to make sure I flesh out the analogy, it's like sometimes I talk. I, well, I will speak with me, speak about me, music with my father, and you know, be exact on the same page, and then he'll talk about something else. I'm like, well, that, that, that's like way too high level for me. But when I try to speak about music to like other people who not doesn't, doesn't have a father as a musician, he's like, well, I, I don't get it. So it's not it's not that, and, and it's it's frustrating for me because I'm trying to say like, how could you not get this and they're like I have no idea what you're talking about and then they'll talk about something like whatever like scientific that I don't have no training in and no background and no real push for I'm like I don't get that whatsoever is, it, is that kind of like a proper analogy yeah, if you want to use it as a muscle you could use it as a muscle it's not but it's not it's not, not, it's not, it's not what we're talking about no, no, but besides that in your case it's just all for lack of lack of knowledge Meaning to say, yeah. the reason why you don't get their scientific discussions is because you don't have enough of a background in science. It doesn't speak to me that much. Okay, if you if, if you're gonna say it more, also, but that, what I yeah. just heard just now is they have no idea what you're talking about when you're talking music, just because they don't have the background, and you don't have any idea what they're talking about when they're talking about science because you don't have the background. Is is bukhlal. It's just meaning you're just not educated, just uh, uneducated. We're saying even a person is educated. I mean, the Torah that Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky has, yeah, it's Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky's Torah. The similarity between it and the Torah of, Mo- of, of, of Rabbi Moshe Shapiro, Zechariah of Racha, I mean, it's obviously the same Torah, but besides that, there's not much overlap. You know what I'm saying? Like the two of them were so, so different. Very difficult to imagine, you know, like just different. The Torah was so different. Mm-hmm. Right? And each one will mock at the other one, saying he just says he's coming from a different aspect of the truth. They might, I mean, again, they, might, they right. might have a machlekes. They might have a very serious machlekes about right. this, a certain thing. That's what you see in the Gemara. They had very, very, very serious machlekes, and because each one took it very, very seriously, that that I don't see what you're saying. But they acknowledge that theoretically, right? Theoretically, there can be other right. Exactly. Right. 
But right now, my job is, job is to, to just destroy you. To do, yeah, right. and and uh, and I'm and I'm not gonna see it in the end of the day because it's not that's not my perspective. Mm. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, so therefore, um, but Moshe Rabbeinu, we're saying, since he was Surah Hakolelos, he's the over. He's the one that's gonna be the the Makabal Hatora. He's gonna be the, passing it on to Klal. So, so he has to be able to relate to the whole thing. So he is, unlike everybody else, he is. This Klaus Dika, he's by himself, he's Shalim by himself, he's not one of many others, because if he'd be one of many others, then he would not be able to accept the entire Torah. Yeah? Um, so, Al Moshe Ben Allah Shalom, Nivdal Hayamikol Habrios, Lekach Lohayahu, Chelek Min Haklal. Therefore, he was not a portion of the, you know, one of, of a whole. And that's why, again, each one of us is a partial person. So we're these little, little tiny midget people walking around. But Moshe Rabbeinu was a Koma Shlema. Amr Vesenuzal. He was ten amos tall. This is the exact translation of coma, body, form. Coma, stature. So that's somewhere between 15 and 20 feet tall. Tall the ceiling now? Here. 15 feet, probably. This ceiling is 15 feet? You're crazy? I think so. No? No way. Absolutely not. If I were to stack Ilya twice, I don't think he'd reach it. Maybe a couple more feet? The bookshelf is 8 feet, I believe. Okay, so... 4 feet up there? What? 2 feet? <laughs> I don't know. Two, maybe. This ceiling is, 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 is not taller than 10 feet. So Moshe Rabbeinu was somewhere about twice the height of the ceiling. And he was not just a skinny, lanky guy. He was fully proportional in that size. Surely they don't mean that literally, right? He was not actually 12 feet tall. Not 12. 10. 15, 15 to 20. 15 to 20. What do you mean? That's exactly what we mean. We mean literally dead, as literal as it could be. That's what we're saying. He's 15 feet tall. 15 to 20 feet tall. Yeah. Isn't this one of those ways that Chazal speak? No. They say that Pharaoh was like two feet tall. No. Not at all. That's what I'll Listen to what he just said. Since Moshe Rabbeinu was not a chalik of the cloud, because of this, he had a full stature of a person, which was Tanamus. And the Gemara in Shabbos, learns out from this, wants to, wants to. In the end, we end up learning from, some, from somewhere else. But initially, we thought, the Gemara is thinking, to learn out from this, a halacha, that if someone carries above Tantvachim off the ground, they would be chayev on Shabbos. 
how the limud happens is, is irrelevant. It has to do with carrying uh, carrying the mizbeach and how high the mizbeach was, and if uh, and if someone decides uh, if Moshe Rabbeinu would be carrying it, then it would be a certain height off the ground. So you see that it would be more than ten tefachim off the ground, and, and still called transportation. The mission is still called a uh, whatever ein sham. Yeah, but the point is that. If this was just like a nice analogy, like a marshal or some sort of a, you know, you, you, you can't learn halacha from it to, to give a person skila. Oh my gosh. He's actually 15, 20 feet tall. Yeah. How, was, how, how, how big was Goliath? I don't know. Probably smaller than that. That's uh, very difficult to imagine anyone that size. Well, I was probably like nine feet tall, I would say, something like this. You know, like a, like a huge, huge guy. And he was still half the size of Moshe, maybe. Right. Wow. And half the size of Moshe is like the equivalent, like, you know, like, you, like you know, my daughter is like half the, as tall as I am. Right. And she's eight years old. Right. right? Like, that's... <laughs> And so most of us are like a, a quarter of the size of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's like the equivalent of my four-year-old to me. That was the size of Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay. Okay, so those two problems. Ki mipnei shelo haya Moshe Rabbeinu alava shalom. Adam Prati, since he was not one part of a whole, Shekol Prati Nichlal Tachasaklal, every detail is included, is contained within the overall category. Vehulo Hayan Nichlal Imaklal, but he was not there, he was not contained, he was not. One of many. Lakach Lohaya Komoso Pratis. That's why his size was not a detailed size. Kesharbne Adam, like the rest of us. Shehem Pratim Lakach Komosum Pratis. That's why all of our size is this little partial size. Misper Yud, who Misper Klali. Ten is a full is a full number. So if a man were to be shalim by himself, if you were if you were Hashem, and you were creating man, how? What's the smallest size mean? In a, and you were creating him to be shalim. What size would you make him? At least ten, or something. Ten or something. But it's just because we use amma to re- oh, oh. is a measure of a human regular yes. size amma, not most regular yes. amma. Yes. Because if he were his own ten amos, he'd be disproportional. Right. So, I. But if uh, he's a quintessential person, you would think that the quintessential, the, what what an ama is, would be from the from the example of a person, from what a tzur of an adam is. Right. It's hard to relate to though. What do you mean? Because most of well, Cause I, we don't know what an ama means. Then right, the whole idea of using a foot, right, is that, as you would imagine, because that was the. Measurement of the actual foot of one of the kings back in the day, I thought. Okay, why are we talking about feet? 
So Nama, let's just talk about Nama. Right, so Nama is a cubit. As a, as a Moshe, right? If we, use, if, we, if we were to use Moshe as a benchmark for what a Ama is, we wouldn't be able to relate to that. But all of us well, you wouldn't be able to relate to that. We wouldn't be able to, because we are, don't have... Uh, an Ama is about this much, right? Cubit, well, from the elbow to the fingertip. So most people can relate to how big an Ama is based on saying, oh, I mean, eyeball that. Right, so therefore we have using. Ari's asking the question: Why don't we use Moshe Rabbeinu as the quintessential? Amma? No, no, he's asking. No, you're asking. No, he's asking that we're. Why are we using imperfect amos to measure the perfect person? And then say, see, he's ten amos tall. Right, that's what you're asking. Yeah, there's a disconnect between the two systems. Like that's what you're if, pointing if, out. Moshe system won't work for us. But why are we then imposing our system on Moshe Rabbeinu? Yeah, but, but the question is not in general measurements. When we measure things in our, you know, when I measure the size of my bookcase, why do I say it's, why do I say it's, you know, four amos um, instead of, you know, figuring out what the amos were of Moshe Rabbeinu and saying it's an am and a half. Like, why don't we do that? That, uh, that's just because it's not our world. We, we use amos that are useful for us because we have amos that are this and I can measure things with this. But if you ask, you can, you can ask over here. Um, the, you know, on a more fundamental way, is is we're saying that see, it's good. It, it good, it's good the way it turns out. Moshe Rabbeinu was ten. Ten is appropriate number for Moshe Rabbeinu. Not right. Where all the rest of us are four. Four is a funny number to be. If four tall, four. Should be ten. Ten is a is a, is a shalim number. Four is not a shalim number. So Moshe Rabbeinu was ten. Yeah. So so Ari is asking, but uh, um, but in his own amos he wasn't ten. So if he's the right, if, if he's the, if he's the the right way, right? so why why is he? So then in his own amos he was also four. So you're back to the problem. Why is he four and not ten? Question. Yeah, stated better. Okay, yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah. And obviously, we don't mean that he had the, the one way to resolve that would be to say he, the, no, he had tiny little arms, like a uh, Tyrannosaurus. What is it called? Tyrannosaurus Rex. Tyrannosaurus Rex. Tyrannosaurus Rex. T Rex. Right. T Rex. Right. Tiny. We're not saying he had tiny little arms, and that they were still the size of our arms. And that's why he was actually ten almost tall, right? We're not saying he was a balmum. The Gemara, the Gemara in Bechorus over there says, "What well, you?" So it turns out Moshe was a balmum. He was proportional. Okay. Right. Um, so yes. Yeah, so, so so it means it means we're not again. It's not that we're broken. At being four hours tall, is that being prat, being a prat, which is uh, all of us together add up to the koma shlema, all of us together. Um, so, and then, and then, so, so that is appropriate. And then, from our perspective, when you take all, so Moshe Rabbeinu was beyond that. Moshe Rabbeinu was ten. Meaning he, he, he was shalim. Each one of us 
Hashem built the world in such a way that each one of us looks at ourselves and we, and we understand that I'm I, I'm a little guy. I'm 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 a part of the of of, of a big team. And we get things done. We're like ants. We get things done by like many of us, you know, doing things together, carrying stuff together, etc. If man, if you think about it, like let's say in our world, right, in, in the world that man is in, trees and with other things, if we weren't co- cooperative, collaborative creatures, right, we wouldn't be able to get too many things done. We're pretty, we're pretty like little, pretty, pretty weak little guys, right? But when you get like a whole bunch of us and we you know, make use ropes and all sorts of other things, we can get things done, right? But but if if man was ten almost tall, you, you can imagine like a world of giants, right? In our world down here, where you don't just inflate everything, everything else stays, right? So lions are still the size of lions, elephants are still the size of elephants, trees are still the size of trees. So a giant like that, he would just do everything by himself, right? If he needs a house, he would just like break off a whole bunch of trees with his hands. <laughs> You know, stack him up, and, like make himself a big house, and whatever it is. Meaning, he uh, if he needed to flatten a mountain, he would just like step on, step on. <laughs> uh, not not that, yeah, but, yeah, but whatever. You, but you get the point, right? So the point is that we are relatively small um, in relation to this world, right? Elephants are big. Elephants, right? They, they don't really need to collaborate with anybody else. They can take care of most tasks by themselves because they're they're big. We are small little guys. We need to collaborate, work together to do things. <laughs> so that's a that's a muscle. It's an analysis to help us understand it. So so we are many details of a bigger uh, whole, right? But Moshe Rabbeinu was the type of a size that uh, is apparent to all of us that he is in a standalone entity. Good? Again, Maral is about to tell us in a second, which I think is going to be important. V'inyan zeh, shaya komoso eser amos, ein kan mokomu levayer. This is not the place to, to go mm-hmm. into this right now. Shekol dover zeh, nizbayer besefer beragola, kashetira, Shir muflug yotze minashir. And by the way, if if you if you want to take a look in a, in the Derech Hashem. Where are we looking, Noah? What are we looking for? The rate of growth of people. So he says in uh, in Chelak Aleph, Per Gimel, towards the end of Per Gimel, yeah. he says that with Chiyas Hamesim, the growth of the of the body to full size to full maturity will be will be basically instantaneous. And not like it is today, where it takes years and years and years until you become full size. 
Uh, uh, yeah, it's obvious, right? I'm sorry? It's obvious, right? I mean, the chesamation is the reconstitution of the body. It's, yeah, it's, it was like more or less snapping the fingers, right? You you always understood chesamation as being like there's a little baby and then it just gets no. big very quickly? I always thought chesamation. Could be wrong here, but I thought chesamation is... Sounds, it sounds silly now that I say it out loud. I thought people kind of come, come out of their graves and the soul is put back into the body. What, oh the, body, the body is fully decayed. What do you mean? That's the, that's that's the point. It's, re- it's, it's gone. There's nothing it's re- there. It's reconstituted. So Hashem made a f- you you understood the case amazing when Hashem is to make a full body, full sized body, and then put a soul into it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have this like just like full size Frankenstein and then, like no soul yet, just like a full no, body. No, no, no. no. Like uh, a Mauritian. Like a Mauritian was created as an no, adult. Right. Not like, not, not like, yeah. like that. That's how, you pic- that's how I pictured it, too. Right. So there's, no, there's no uh, intermediate uh, stage a where... A full-sized thing. Not Frankenstein, though, but it's like, it's like the, it's like the, yeah. the person. The, the person, the, the, la- the body's last... The iteration of the body in its most complete form when the soul is there. That body is reconstituted, I assume, in a less elderly sort of fashion. Less what? Elderly fashion. Right. And then souls put back into the body. Fine, but I'm just yeah. fine. That's what I'm pointing out. That's yeah. how you understood. It. So the Derek Shams is not like that. Okay. <laughs> he he says he says that it's uh that it's gonna be there's gonna grow, but it's gonna grow very quickly. Not limited. Grow? What? Where it's gonna grow? Where? Inside of mother. Um. Well, uh, no, not inside of a mother. Tchias and Mesim. Aren't the Mesim in that term dead people? People that died in the past. Right. But they're not dead right now. People that died in the past, not dead right now. It's going to be... It's going to be basically... What? Very quick growth from... I don't know, from whatever sort of a start Hashem will start at that, and it'll go very quickly to full size. So it'll look like a baby for a second, and then it'll be look like, you're saying, you get all the stages of life, but in a short time. Not in utero. I thought you learned that Hashem. I did learn that Hashem. Why is that translated as resuscitation <clears throat> of the dead? These people had lived in the past, and then they died. And their bodies decomposed. Right. And that is now Hashem is giving them. Is Hashem taking this from the loose bone, right? From right. Whatever that means. That's, that's why. That's why I'm more confused now. It sounds like it's they're taking. Hashem is taking the loose bone as the the seed. The seed. Right. Right. You plant the, the seed? seed, like the tree of the ground, oh right? God. That's the whole muscle when you when it rains and then the seed decomposes and grows a tree. So we plant our body in the ground, and then eventually that body, that whatever the loose bone, will sprout into a new human. What am I saying that's different from this? No, because you're picturing, and I was picturing, it's not a Mauritian, he's an adult. Rabbi Shulman's saying that it's created as a, as a one-day-old baby, and within a short period of time, it's now a 30-year-old man. But there, you look at it, if you have like the time-lapse camera, you'll see every single stage it went through just in a short time. When does the soul come in? What? The soul comes in instantaneously. In the very beginning. That's the that's the discussion between Gemara and uh, Sanhedrin, Daf Tzadi Aleph, right? Where 
discussion with Rebbe, Rebbe Donosi and uh, Antoninus. So Does he get to argument? This is another discussion they had when the soul comes in. And and certainly, uh, the, the two of them agree that it's from the, from the from from uh, as soon as there's a uh, as soon as conception happens. What am I saying is different from what you're saying? That the, the, the there's a, the soul's already inside once there's a fertilized egg. Okay. And then just just with us, the process is a very lengthy process. Um, right. First of all, the baby takes about nine months to develop. Right. So Rabbi Yochanan said that Lassid Lavo is going to get pregnant one day and give birth the next day. Right. So the the gestation is going to be very quick. Okay. And then, in addition to that, then to go from, well, again, I'm not sure if that's talking about Olam or, or okay, not clear. But let's say so. The, so the going from Hashem's making having this one fertilized egg to being a baby will be one day. And then the next day, it'll be a full-size adult. As opposed to you, we're just imagining, you know, like a lump of clay that's molded into the shape of a man, and then <coughs> you kind of like, the soul comes into it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like kind of, kind of heavy. I don't picture them as being babies, but they were a baby for like a minute, and then they were an adolescent for a couple minutes. And, uh-huh. and then by the time they're day old, they were adults. But you, you probably picture them like that, right? I, kind of have. I picture them as adults all the time. I guess. I guess. I mean. I guess so. I mean, always oh, projected yeah. subject to the idea that I have no idea what I'm talking about. We just like you know, on original span the whole universe and that's it, whatever. Okay. Um, that was not. That was. That was. That was not physical. Okay. Right, okay. So the, <laughs> the where where does this gestation take place if not inside a mother? You saying how could a person come into the world not through a mother? You know who asked that question? I'm trying to remember which goy asked that question in the Gemara. And the sage said to him, "What are you, an idiot? <laughs> it's, it, how much more so if life can, if, if if a solid life form can come from from liquid which has no form to it? So how much more so can come from solid which does have form to it? From what? From a solid which solid. does have form to it." Yeah, all these need to be understood. These are not simple things. The, the, nobody's nobody's reaching out of their grave, right, and coming back like like this. Are they? What specifically from inside the grave? I don't even know. But even if it would be, the point would be that he would be. They would be. There was a little baby, then he got big, and then afterwards he did that. Okay. So the, pra- the practicalities, I'm not so certain I, I, I was on the same page about, but the end result is, I think, is the same thing. Right? There will be full-size people and, and the soul is coming in from, this world. That person's soul is coming from Shemaim. Not in this world. In the, in the that world. person's soul is coming from Shemaim. Hashem puts it back into the in, back into this world, into this... I thought it was a fully formed plum of clay. No. So it's a, it's a... Just like an embryo. It grows real, real quick. And then either it... Goes out, does itself off the grave, says it's great to be back alive, or it's some, doing something other thing. But at the end of the day, the soul's back into a body. <laughs> resurrection of the dead. <laughs> there will be a, we're not challenging that premise. Resurrection of the, okay, so so the point is, so the Ramkhal there says, and, and so why is it, why, why, and it's not going to be like the growth nowadays where there's, there's this limited, you know, that it goes very slow. 
the development of the, of the growth. And why is that? He says that, um, well, I don't know how much of this he says here or, or in other places, but uh, we have to we have to go through the bear baderach on that one. But uh, the point is that the soul coming into the body, the more the soul comes into the body, the more the body grows. The maturity and the shlemus of the body is a result of the presence of the soul. So with a little baby, the soul only, only partially came into the body, only a teensy little bit. That's why the baby is really small. As the soul comes in more and more and more into the body, the body expands its abilities and strength and you know, commensurate with how much the soul has entered into it. So right now, there's a lot of resistance to the soul coming into the body. When is right now? When little, where children are growing slowly. Outside the womb? No. What's the difference, inside the womb or outside the womb? Why are you making, making that distinction? Same thing. So, so right now, right now, imagine like you have this balloon that's not yet ever been blown up before, right? So if you all of a sudden attach it to a pump, electric pump, it just went, right? You just pop the balloon, that's it. Okay. So you have to instead you have to blow it up nice and slow, and little by little. The rubber accommodates to the air that's coming in, and now you have this large balloon. Then you let go, let all the air out of it. It shrinks back down. Now you can hook it up to electric pump and go, and that's it. In two seconds, the thing is full full size. And what's in the control? Because there's no the rubber is not resisting the air anymore coming in. So here the the physical body is resisting the soul coming in. At, w- at what point? At every point of the growth. So a person's not completely infused with his soul until he's an adult? Yeah, of course. That's why a person's not in Chayv. A person's not Chayv B'day Shemaim until they're 20. Are these all, all so three slash five aspects of the soul? I'm sorry? Is it all three slash five aspects of the soul? The or three? Two, two in a bit. Mm-hmm. With the lowest two? The lowest two? And then part of the shaman. Yeah. The lowest part. So, so, so the point is, but since lost at level, the goof is going to be fully, fi- is going to be fixed up, it's going to be perfectly pure. Uh, so then it will um, be able to welcome in the, the soul with open arms and expand, um, and, and its powers and size and abilities will express that level of neshama that's coming in. So it'll be um, almost instantaneously um, fully grown. Let's finish out the, parag- or the, the, the paragraph. Gam yesh lachala hoven ze mimashi his buyer lomale etzlusha yu yodim shishim bekeres echad. That there was a tremendous bracha coming in. Back then we spoke about that there was this power driving the development. So to over here with Moshe Rabbeinu, it was the you know it was there was a tremendous power 
driving his development and growth. That's why he grew so quickly. Remember, the whole Tanamut thing was it was a little bit of a of a tangent. It was uh, that was just Maral just used that just to illustrate to us that he did not grow in normal ways of things. But what we want is that he wasn't growing with the regular rate of growth. So. So we're, we're pointing out that the Ramchal is saying that that's actually how it's going to be lost at level. Right? What's going to be the difference? The purity of the body. The Moshe Rabbeinu was born with a very pure body. He was born Mohol already. He was born, right? He, uh, the whole, the, all those five different opinions that we went through. What, what, what does it mean? They saw he was good, right? Okay. Very good. Stop here.